Frederick Lentz took the quintessential 1960s hippie journey of traveling to the Far East to learn about meditation and Buddhism. But when he started to tell people that he was an incarnation of a Hindu god, things got pretty sinister pretty quickly. Today, we're going to tell you about the evolution of Frederick Lentz into Rama, the leader of a movement he referred to as American Buddhism, where money was the main goal. We'll get into how Rama made a killing in the world of computer programming and the bizarre behavior that defined his reign over thousands of members. Hi everyone and welcome to Sinister Societies, a Spotify original from Parcast. I am Hannah Maguire. And I'm Saruti Bala. Every week, we're going to cover your favorite cults, fake followers, and secret societies. We'll look at how some of the biggest secretive societies and cults have made their fortune. And how they've also managed to run in plain sight and permeate into your everyday life. The backdrop of the Rama movement was the United States in the 1980s, a time when the internet was beginning to take shape. Rama leader Frederick Lenz declared that computer programming was a pathway to spiritual enlightenment akin to yoga, and he demanded his followers invest in computer programming courses. I think this guy's your guy. It's the most Indian slash Asian thing I've ever heard in my He's life. He's white. I know, I know. But he went to the East. He came back with Buddhism. He came back with a group called Rama, yep, and he yep. called himself a Hindu god. Mm-hmm. He's leaning into to Indian Hinduism quite hard. And if there is anything more... This is basically the conversation that took place at every dinner while I was growing up, where my dad would try to convince me that going into computer programming was going to be the answer to everything. Along with his declaration came paranoid and insular behavior from Lenz, behavior that pushed followers to cut ties with their families and hand over large amounts of money to their leader. And when Lenz began telling people that he and his dog were incarnations of Hindu gods and enlightened beings, Things got markedly darker. Why is it always the Hinduism in these cults? Uh, 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 As the resident white person, Mm -hmm. I can tell you why. It's because, Mm -hmm. and I don't mean this to sound reductive. No, please tell me as the, the, the failed Hindu over here. It's because the pictures are really nice. I see. That's it. There's lots of colors. There's lots of gold. Mm-hmm. Looks oh, yeah, very love mystical. Love a bit of gold. Love a scary looking god. Yeah, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get into Frederick Lenz and Rama. Frederick P. Lenz, the main man of today's episode, was born in 1950 in San Diego, California. He grew up in, ding, 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 a Catholic home in Stamford, Connecticut. His mother studied astrology. and That's, his, that's um, the good one, isn't it? Uh, yes, astronomy. Astrology no. is the science and astronomy is the nonsense. Or is it the other way? I don't know. Oh my God. I, I genuinely don't. don't know. Let's have a look. I googled astrology versus astronomy. Uh Astronomy is the science. Astrology, on the other hand, is the belief that the positioning of the stars and planets affects events that occur on Earth. Okay, so she's one of the one of them. She's one of them. Okay, so she's doing astrology, which is uh, star signs, etc. And his dad worked in marketing. That's much clearer. I know what that is. There you go. Tick. I'd rather marry someone who is um, 
an astrologer. Yeah. <laughs> Someone who's in marketing. Uh, mm-hmm. Come for me if you want. It's true. It's true. Frederick's mother actually struggled quite a lot with alcohol use and was in and out of treatment centers. His parents eventually divorced and his mother lost custody of him. His father remarried, but Frederick didn't get along with his new wife. And it's around this time that Frederick turned to Buddhist literature. Which, sure, yeah, this was the time for it. Mm-hmm. He was born in the 50s, so if this happens then, I guess, you know, he's like, let's say he's in his late teens. Yeah. It's like the 70s. Yes, prime, prime, prime target. Prime time. As a young man, he only got more prime because he, uh, in the late 60s, so he's a young adult, not not quite a fully-fledged adult, I would say, Frederick moved to Kathmandu, uh, which if you don't... Cash. Cash, yeah. Like, what a move. I hate you, mom. <laughs> Stepmom. Going to Nepal. <laughs> I'm leaving. I mean, it is a bold move. Um, if you don't know where Kathmandu is, uh, go back to school. It is, of course, in Nepal. And in Nepal, he started studying under a Tibetan Buddhist called Master Fwap. Excellent. Excellent. I, I love it. When Frederick returned to Connecticut for college, he met a guru called Sri Chinmoy, who taught meditation. Chinmoy's teachings emphasize sports and physical activity, along with music and art, all of which Frederick was drawn in by. By 1978, Frederick had earned a PhD in English literature and was high up in Chinmoy's organization. In 1979, Chinmoy sent Frederick to San Diego with the apparent goal of teaching him humility after seeing his tendency towards womanizing. Chinmoy had him open a laundromat, of all things. And in his spare time, Frederick hosted meditations at his home. If Breaking Bad has taught me anything, Mm. it's that you can hide basically anything in a laundry. I mean, that is also the lesson I took away from that TV (laughs) show. Shall we start a laundromat? I don't know. My, when, (laughs) the thing is, I have quite like traumatic... Associate because uh, when I lived in a property guardianship, when I had no money, I had to go to a laundrette, which is what we call them in this country, and uh, in deepest, darkest East London. And I used to have to go and wash my clothes there and sit in there. And um, there was a sign on the wall that said, no spitting in the bin. Um, so <laughs> if I could choose to mm. never go to a laundrette again, that's I fun. would. So I don't know whether that's where I want to Okay. Don't want Let's, our next business venture to be sure. a laundrette. Let's reassess then. By 1981, Frederick had 25 students who attended his nightly meditation classes at his house. But a schism was beginning to form between Frederick and Guru Chinmoy, presumably because Chinmoy sent him off to another place to start a, a laundromat slosh, slash slosh slosh that's the name that's of your the name of me. <laughs> <laughs> slash laundrette and he's like well I don't bloody need you I've got 25 people coming to meditation classes at my house every night and it's got nothing to do with you Chinmoy yeah and I'm shagging all of them precisely womanizing <laughs> so Chinmoy taught chastity and peace that was his whole bag at least that's what they all say but Frederick as you can take from the context of what we've already said he really had a thing for women and also he bloody loved violent movies not the most buddhist no no he also goes on as we've spoiled at the start to start an organization all about money women money and violent movies hashtag buddhism (laughs) and apparently of the people who used to come to his uh, home for these nightly meditation classes 
apparently Frederick would do little field trips where he would take them to go and watch some violent movies. What's that got to do with meditation? I don't know. Uh, I don't... I don't know. I, I think I'm going to have a tricky time explaining that away. I don't... I, the, no, I don't. The only thing I could say is sometimes when I'm feeling really upset or angry or things aren't going great, I will watch a really horrible, violent, gory film. Because mm-hmm. I'll be like, well, at least. At least I'm not getting torn apart by, you know, mutants in the woods. Yeah, true. Also, uh, Sir and I discovered very early on in our friendship that... Um, Whenever we get dumped, we both watch Apocalypto. It's a great film. Great, because great there's film. a lot of running. Yes. And you're also like, uh, I'm not getting literally torn apart. No, no. There are people out there in ancient times having a worse time than me. <laughs> he strays even further from his guru Chinmoy. Because Chinmoy taught humility. But Frederick was starting to express a vision of himself as beyond human. He believed he was a fully enlightened teacher a god on earth. This culminated when Frederick declared himself an incarnation of Vishnu, one of the principal deities of Hinduism, and he also began calling himself Atmananda. Is Vishnu the blue one? No, that's Krishna. Oh. Maybe Vishnu's blue too. I forget. They Sorry, look di- they didn't look- mean to out your, no, your no. Hindu fallen Hinduism. No, no. Krishna is always typically shown as blue. Is he the Diwali man? Um, pass. Uh, but Krishna is Vishnu's son. Sure. Krishna and Ganesh, so the elephant head, they're brothers. Okay. And they're Vishnu's kids, right. I believe. So Vishnu's like the main the main man. Oh, he's the main man. The main is man. Is he Jesus? No. <laughs> okay. It's the Jesus. It's the one them. where it's like... Is he a, Zeus? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, he's okay. Zeus. That's a much... That's a, Yeah, we can't, we can't okay, be okay, mixing okay. up these polytheistic and monotheistic <laughs> religions and trying to find parallels. Yes, he's Zeus. Okay, got it. And got it. Um, But he's also in Hinduism, as we might have talked about in another episode or one of the episodes on Red Handed, where Vishnu is um, both creator and destroyer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he's the main man. I'll fact check that as we continue. So, back to this guy, who's now calling himself Atamananda. And Atamananda claimed to have previously lived lives in different incarnations in Japan, India, and Tibet before his current incarnation as God. Okay, I got it wrong. Brahma and Shiva are the, is the creator-destroyer one person. Vishnu uh-huh. is someone else. Okay. Mate, this is hard. There's too many. You're telling me. There's too many. Ignore that. <laughs> okay, well, I will, and we'll carry on with the story. As he gained more followers to his nightly meditations, he decided to officially disband from Guru Chinmoy. Atmananda, aka Frederick, began asking students for money, starting with $4 a month. Within a decade, his fees reached into the thousands. That's inflation. Classic. In 1982, he moved to Malibu. Very, very, uh, very Buddhist. <laughs> I couldn't think of a more Buddhist place. And here he rented a home from the actress Goldie Horn. Well, fucking there you go. There you go. Why not? And it was also there that he styled himself as Rama, a name denoting an earthly incarnation of a Hindu deity. So according to a follower, Rama slash Atmananda slash Frederick, said that he was, quote, an enlightened being from the dark side. Jesus was a nice guy, but the people he represents were tired of sending him nice guys, so they sent me instead. Mm, 
Okay, what? Well, famously... I'm from the dark side. Nice guys finish last. I mean... That's what he's saying, right? He's just like, listen. Nice guys finish last. (laughs) I'm from the dark side. God God sent you a bad bitch. Yeah, yeah. He's Uh, basically saying, he sent down a nice guy last time and look what you all did to him. True, yeah. Now try that with me and I'll fuck you up. That's what he's saying. I'll fuck you up with my meditative skills. Precisely. That's why he's been watching all those violent films. Dangerous. Oh, maybe. Dangerous. Maybe. I want. I really want to know if his favorite was Bad Boys 2 because, I mean... It should have been. Well, he's rocking about watching them in the 70s, which is prime for exploitation horror. I feel like if his so, meditation had taught him anything, it's that Bad Boys 2 was on the way. It's Cannibal Holocaust. <laughs> A film that I famously like talking about. Not because it's a good film, not because you should watch it. It's, it's kind of horrible and gross. And they, like, kill the animals for real life in it, which is just fucking horrible. Um, but the fact I do love about Cannibal Holocaust, which mm-hmm. I have told you before, which is that the um, the director of the film hired unknown actors for the film so that it would, like, feel more real, etc. And it was shot... I know it's not the first found footage film for everybody says it, but it was the first mainstream one. The first one was last broadcast. I'm going to say it before you tweet me at it. Tweet me. <laughs> tweet me at tweet you. Tweet me at it. Stop <laughs> tweeting me at you. Just trying to live my life. And uh, in Cannibal Holocaust, he hires these unknown actors, does it like a found footage film. Some people actually believe that it was real. And like, obviously, they die off in mm-hmm. the film. They get murdered off and stuff. And then... Um, they arrested the director because they thought he had actually killed these people and that it was a snuff film. He also told the actors after the film came out not to like come out into public for a while as part of the... Sure, Blair Witch style. Exactly. And then the actors had to come to be like, he didn't kill us. It was just a movie. And the reason is because they couldn't tell how he had done some of the scenes. Okay. Yeah. So I'm guessing that that's the kind of violent film that uh, Rama slash Frederick was watching. Okay, okay. It was going down well because as the size of his student body grew, Rama expanded his teachings to outside of his home and began hosting lectures in Southern Californian auditoriums. The lectures reportedly drew thousands of attendees. Witnesses at these events claimed to have seen levitation, shimmering mirages, and glowing light flowing from behind the head of Rama. (laughs) So, shimmering mirages and glowing light can very easily be achieved in an auditorium if you know what you're doing with a lighting rig. Levitation, every single time anyone has ever claimed to do it in the history of the world, they've just been standing on one leg and maybe hopping a bit. Yeah, that's what's happening. So we can quite easily explain all of that away. I'm convinced by you, not them. Thank you. (laughs) I'm so glad our working relationship of five years has ended in you trusting me enough. Done. (laughs) I'm saying levitation probably has never happened. So coming up, Rama slash Frederick decides to enter into the spiritual realm of computer programming. Rama began insisting that his followers study computer programming. He said that computer training was integral to Buddhism and compared writing code to doing yoga saying it, quote, puts you in a very high place. He's onto something. He's a he's the OG 
tech bro. <laughs> the OG yoga tech bro. Oh, maybe. Maybe. He also preached something he called American Buddhism, which emphasized, quote, what matters is making money. This is what I'm saying. He's your guy. He really is. Apart from all the yoga. <laughs> the the yoga is the bit you take issue with more than anything. <laughs> and he absolutely practiced what he preached because a five-day computer course with Rama would cost you about $2,000. Rama once said, quote, people have gotten an attitude that somehow it's noble to be poor. There is this tremendous negative take on the material world. It seems to me the material world is as spiritual as anything else. Amen. I'm, I'm lost for words because it's kind of, it's the, the bar of philosophy. <laughs> no, I'm going to stop dropping you in it. Um, the, <laughs> no, it's true. It's, in a way, I have more time for this than I do for like Gwyneth Paltrow vagina eggs. Do you All know what I mean? All day long. All day long. Because at least it's logical. Exactly. All day. Rama's tuition and subsequent wealth continued to grow because of these courses he was selling. And he charged followers from $125 per month for students to $5,000 per month for followers with the highest income brackets, many of whom, by way of Rama, worked in computer programming. So he's doing something that works. They keep coming back. This is what I'm saying. He's not, And this is why I can get more on board with this than some of the others, because the others are like, come here, give me all your money, I'll look at your toes and mm -hmm. tell you if your freckles mean your great-grandmother hated you or something. He's like come see me and I'll teach you computer programming and then you can get a job. Mabes? I don't know if he... Uh, yeah. I mean, Thus maybe not far, the jobs, but yeah. I'm, you know, I'm kind of okay here. I'm like, okay, a bit of cultural appropriation, renaming yourself as a god on earth. That stuff, not great. I mean, go But nuts. teaching people computer programming... Why not? It's all made like up. Seems like he's doing all right. Take it. But I don't feel like I'm going to be like, oh, you can't take this made up thing we have. Take it. Whatever. Do what you want. He also is entrepreneurial because he's diversifying those income streams. Mm -hmm. He charged $1,000 for dinner where he would espouse theories on what to wear and where to live. And he reportedly said that Armani evoked authority whilst Calvin Klein was for wimps. <laughs> I've never given this much thought. Apparently, starting infights between um, design houses was uh, not enough. He reportedly insisted on being paid cash with bills of high denominations only because he said that $10 and $20 bills were low-vibed. <laughs> he knows what he's doing. He really does. Though I find the higher the denomination, the harder it is to, like, use it somewhere. I think in America they don't care as much. Okay. In the UK, you can't use a 50 quid note for love no money. No one will take it. No one will take it. Because they're the easiest to forge. Um, he also reportedly threw away all coins except for quarters, saying that they had bad energy. Excellent. They're Excellent. certainly very germy. Very germy. Don't put them in your mouths. No, don't put those dirty pennies in your mouth. The followers and their family members began to say that Rama was taking over every aspect of group members' lives. Colt Winchime, insert mm -hmm. here. He told followers that they should make themselves inaccessible to outsiders who might drain their energy. There you have it. Another cult, Winchime, right there. A woman who was sexually involved with Rama had been told that sex with him was a speedway 
to enlightenment. Oh, isn't it nice when that really hard thing to acquire, like enlightenment, has a shortcut <laughs> That's through his ears. <laughs> and this same follower said, quote, he considered, oh my God, he considered his sperm to be liquid enlightenment and we should be very honoured to have it in our bodies. Give me the confidence of a mediocre white man with shit hair. Like, it is unbelievable. <laughs> like, I can't... Google this man. Google this man right now, if you're listening at home. He is the most average-looking motherfucker you have ever come across in your life. He's just got this big, like, weird white man curly hair situation. Like, imagine... Imagine him saying to you, my sperm is liquid enlightenment. One female follower of Rama said that she was responsible for perking Rama up after his oh. seminars. And can you make a wild stab in the dark how she did that? Is it with her one of her orifices? <laughs> Probably all of them. I see. And another follower claims that Rama threatened her with a pistol and forced her to have sex with him. But, uh -oh. yeah, retro. Uh, Rama, aka Frederick, uh, of course denies these charges because why would he do anything else? But it's about to get worse for him, PR-wise. He was hit with a lot of bad publicity when one of his students died by suicide. So while his material wealth increased, Rama took to doting more and more on his dogs. His favorite was named Vayu, who he named his computer business after and even dedicated one of his books to. Famously, dogs love books. <laughs> like, honor of my life. <laughs> to have this book dedicated to me. <laughs> that was my impression of uh, Vayu. Uh, and Rama also said that Vayu was one of the planet's 12 enlightened beings. He loves dogs. I'm, he's entrepreneurial. Is he your dad? He's got a business. He Maybe he's my... He's into computer program. Maybe he's my dad. Maybe he's <laughs> your dad. And also, it's, you know, it's very lucky that one of the 12 enlightened beings on Earth just so happened to make it into his hands. Mm -hmm. I wonder if he got him from a breeder or a rescue. The universe works in mysterious ways. <laughs> a former follower also said that when Rama came to visit him in Manhattan this great big limo would be out front with the dogs sitting in it. Oh. I mean, if I was rich enough, I'd also have loads of dogs and I'd probably also drive them around a big car. Yeah. Yeah, why not? Another follower said that when the dogs barked at night, Rama claimed that they were barking at bad energy being thrown at the house. To be fair, that is what dogs are doing. Barking at bad energy being yeah. thrown at the house. Coming up, while Rama rakes in huge sums of cash from the computer programming industry, his followers start to be concerned about his increasingly paranoid behavior. Right, let's get into how Frederick slash Atmananda slash Rama made a fortune from his computer programming followers. Rama became increasingly distrustful of outsiders and followers alike. A former follower reported that he required dates to sign an eight-page form before going out with him, which is what footballers do. Ah, mm -hmm. so what, they give you a, a non-disclosure? So I have this top secret information from my friend um, who used to, not anymore, 
almost exclusively mm. sleep with Premier League footballers. Americans, I'm talking about real football, not hand egg. And one of them, mm-hmm. who obviously shall remain nameless, even though I definitely know who it is, um, had NDAs by his front door. Ooh. So you have to sign one before anything happens. Oh, Yep. So he's not the only one who had that no. idea. And he warned of backlash from members who tried to leave the group, saying that personal tragedies like cancer and fatal car crashes would occur. Rama's insistence that computer programming was a way to enlightenment was paying off. More than 100 of his followers launched software businesses where they turned over as much as 50% of gross revenues to privately held companies owned by guess who? Alan Sugar. <laughs> okay, here's here's where they're going wrong. Mm. The, the skill gaining, paying for skills, that's fine. Um, the bit where you have to sign over all of your earnings is a bit pyramidy. Well, this is where all cultists mm-hmm. go wrong. But this is where Rama is going super right as yeah. a cult leader mm-hmm. because he's like, look, I'm going to get a bunch of people who are smart, who I can teach them computer programming. They start computer software business and then I take 50% of the revenue. He's not like, we're going to fuck about with like building a commune somewhere and mm-hmm. farming the earth and no, like no, we'll no. make money off that. He's like, tech, we're going into tech. We're going to make the big bucks. I'm going to take half of it. That's the, that's the way. Makes your dad. It's genius. <laughs> Students sometimes signed away their intellectual property rights as well. Wow. I know, don't do it. Saying that Rama gave them the energy to be successful. This is is crazy. Yeah, yeah. The payoffs were huge. In 1996, Rama made approximately $4.5 million from a company owned by his followers. Another follower says that he gave Rama one-third of about a $14 million fortune that he had made from selling his company. If it weren't for the yoga Mm -hmm. and the lying and the rape and the rapes and the sperm and the sperm. Yeah. It's kind of the American dream. Fully. Fully. That's what I'm saying. He's like, look, you want to be successful? I'll teach you how. Yeah. Be successful. And I know because I have been to Tibet. Precisely. (laughs) But not all of his computer programming followers were successful. I mean, that's going to happen, obviously. Not everyone can be top of the class. And a trade magazine referred to Rama's trainees as the California Raisins. I don't know why, but there you go. A former member admitted they were regularly told to inflate their resumes and instead learn as they earn. Inflating your resume is just uh, part of the course, really. Everyone's at it. I mean, yeah. Obviously, yeah. They expect you to lie a little bit. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what I lied about. Maybe that I like working with other people. <laughs> <laughs> Great team player. Uh, no, I uh, I used to lie about being head girl, which I know deeply upsets. Which as someone who was head girl, yeah. I find deeply, I feel personally attacked Listen, by. listen. The girl who was head girl in my year Mm -hmm. went on to do veterinary science at Cambridge. There is no universe in which we're ever going to be applying for the same job. So I thought it was a pretty safe bet. It's the perfect crime. (laughs) But around the mid-90s, members of Rama's flock were reportedly concerned with their leader's health. Some said that he was taking after his mum and drinking pretty heavily. When 300 followers attended what turned out to be a final mass lecture by Rama in Westchester County, New York in late 1997. He looked skinny and ill. Then, 
the worst possible thing happened. Rama's beloved pup, Bayou, died. Distraught, Rama reportedly watched the dog's body decompose on his couch for two days. It was Vayu's death that followers say pushed Rama into a deep depression that ultimately led to what we're going to tell you about next. In 1998, Rama and his girlfriend, Bryn Lacey, were planning to travel together. Before the trip, however, the couple decided instead to agree to a suicide pact where they would shed their physical bodies and transport themselves to what Lacey called the off-world. So, like, shall we go on holiday or shall we enter into a suicide pact? I mean, it's not... They're not exactly living in the Taj Mahal, are they? Like, it's um, <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty stressful, strenuous stuff. Yeah. Not, not super cash. Not super cash at all. On the 11th of April, 1998, Rama and Bryn dosed themselves with large amounts of drugs... They also fed Rama's two surviving dogs a barbiturate mixed in with their food. They then went to an inlet near Rama's home called Conscience Bay. That is sinister I don't as like fuck. It. There's somewhere in Surrey called Silent Pool. No, thank you. Yeah. And uh, it was here at Conscience Bay that the pair dove into the water. Leave the dogs out of it. Yeah, no. It they seems could have been rehomed. Unnecessary. But, well, but what do we know about... And I'm not diagnosing him, I don't know, but what do we know about narcissists? They don't like to leave anyone behind. No, and... You it, won't be able to survive without me. Life will be too hard without you because I'm yeah. so great. So if I'm going, you better go too. Uh, so yeah, he's, a, he's a family annihilator, uh-huh. but the dogs are his children. Precisely. I say precisely. 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 Because I am a doctor. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but My thinking exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Look at my PhD from British London that I've printed on the wall. It's got four stars and a gold frame. Bryn actually survived um, the overdose and tried to unsuccessfully fish Rama out of the water. She didn't manage it, but she did manage to get back to the house where she passed out on a bed. Police patrolling the area noticed lights and an open door to the estate, which they found pretty unusual. When they entered the home to investigate, they found Bryn unconscious and the two dogs stiff but alive a note next to Lacey said and this is a quote we all tried to go to the other world last night and only Rama made it divers pulled Rama's body from the water two days later he was wearing a Versace suit and tie a $30,000 watch and his dog Bayou's collar was around his neck he died at 48 years old Well, well, well. I don't know. I think the main learnings for me Mm -hmm. from this are don't waste your time selling like vials of your bathwater like the guy from Om Shinrikyo. Just go straight to tech. Yeah, I would say if you want successful Mm -hmm. long-term... Because he does what they all do. Took it too far. Classic. Got carried away. Classic. The narcissist's Achilles heel is themselves. Um, Shut up, Hannah. No. Um... (laughs) Yeah, I think I've also learned that Calvin Klein is for wimps. Mm-hmm. So if you see a hottie bend over and he's got wimpy pants on. Say no. Pass. Even if his sperm could be the route to enlightenment. Thank you ever so much for listening. I'm Hannah Maguire. And I'm Saruti Bala. We'll be back next week with another great episode. 
Remember to follow Sinister Societies on Spotify to get a brand new episode every single week. You can listen to this and all other episodes of Sinister Societies for free exclusively on Spotify. And we also just want to give a shout out to the sources that we referenced in this episode. Here we reference the book American Buddhist Rebel by Liz Lewinson, as well as reporting from the Cult Education Institute, Wired and The New York Times. So if you like this show, follow Parcast on Facebook and Instagram and at Parcast Network on Twitter. And if you like us, then check out our award-winning weekly true crime podcast, Red Handed, which is available on Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And over on Red Handed, the mothership, the motherland, um, we have most recently, as a Christmas celebration, done a two-parter on worst mum of all time, Casey Anthony. So head on over to wherever you find your podcast to check that out. And we've also we've got hundreds of episodes, so you can get through all of those as well. And we'll see you there. Bye. Sinister Societies is executive produced by Max Cutler and is a Spotify original from Parcast. It's produced by Kristen Acevedo and Gemma Waters. Sound design by Kristen Acevedo with associate sound design by Jamie Ryan. Production assistance by Ron Shapiro. Research by Chelsea Wood. And fact-checking by Cara McAleen. And we're your hosts, Hannah Maguire and Saruti Bala. <laughs>